This episode is brought to you by Vanta. Vanta's trust management platform helps you quickly assess risk, streamline security reviews, and automate compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more. Learn how by watching Vanta's on-demand demo at vanta.com WSJ. Today in Watching Your Wealth, how to efficiently pay your college expenses. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. This is Veronica Dagger, and you're listening to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. Deborah Fox is a college funding expert and founder of Fox College Funding. Welcome, Deborah. Thank you, Veronica. Very pleased to be here. Great to have you. So first, you said there are two components to an effective college funding plan. Briefly, what are those two components? The two components are figuring out how to reduce the out-of-pocket cost of college as much as possible for the family, and that can include academic strategies, financial aid, tax reduction, an example, cash flow planning also. Uh, But the second component is actually developing a cash flow plan that determines how to pay as efficiently as possible over the four years based on the particular resources that are available to a family during those years. So let's talk more about the cash flow plan which, you know, is looking at the combination of resources that can be used to efficiently pay for school. What about a family who won't qualify for need-based aid with one child in college? What sort of advice do you have for them in terms of assets they should be tapping, strategies they can be using? Sure. Well, for the family that won't qualify for need-based aid, you know, the, the bad news is they don't get somebody else to pay for some of the costs, the government or the, or the college. But the good news is is that they have the, the freedom to figure out from a cash flow standpoint and even from a tax standpoint, a budgeting standpoint, uh, what is going to be right for them. And each family really is different based on the resources that they have available, but things that should be considered are uh, how many years of school or how long of a time of, of savings, college savings, will, la- will their college savings last, and what their actual cash flow is from earned income for parents that have fluctuating income, and sometimes that needs to be planned out using more earned income during years when there's more of it and, and more savings in years where there aren't. Uh, relative help is also something that is a consideration. There are many families now where grandparents will chip in and they have, the grandparents have in their minds how much and when they will chip in, so, chip in. So knowing that is going to be important. So it's just really knowing when available, uh, when income and assets will be available and in what time frame, that's what needs to be considered to determine the best, the most efficient way to pay. You mentioned grandparents. Is it typically better that they help out later in the college career after you filed that last FAFSA? It doesn't really matter for the parents that will not qualify for need-based aid, but it's the opposite for those families that will qualify because grandparent help can reduce the amount of aid that is awarded if it's not done correctly. So many times a delay would be appropriate in in those cases. How can we 
determine the best use of available income and assets for the first year or two, so we can keep borrowing to a minimum. Well, if if the parents are will not be fully funded for college, it's best typically to allocate whatever income they can towards college costs, and then tap funds save for college also earlier rather than later.、Uh, the combination. Will prevent them from having to borrow earlier. The income and asset combination will help them prevent taking out those、uh, student loans or even parent loans. And so, the funds such as 529 accounts or custodial accounts would should be tapped first in, in those cases,、uh, and especially if need-based aid may be an option later on. If, for instance, they're going to have more than one in college, where they're expected. Family contribution will be cut in half if there's two instead of one in college. So that it can be more than just more beneficial to spend down assets earlier、uh, than just from、uh, a borrowing standpoint. Are there cer- certain accounts parents shouldn't touch to help pay for college? They absolutely should not touch their retirement accounts. And I know for some parents that is a Plan B, and they absolutely should avoid tapping retirement accounts. It would be better to borrow responsibly than tapping those retirement funds because you just can't get that money back in once it's pulled out, plus penalties. That's right. What if the student wins some private scholarship money? How does that factor in in terms of your cash flow and? Terms of how you're figuring out an effective college funding strategy. Well, scholarship money that is won by the student is just a bonus, which is wonderful and should be celebrated. And many times, students can choose the college year that they want the scholarship money to be applied. So, for instance, they can delay scholarship funds to be used during a year that other resources won't be available. Let's say that. A 529 account or custodial account has been、uh, spent down already, or it's a year where the parent's income may may be less than others. In terms of allocating resources, how can we figure out what's going to give us the best outcome? Is there some general guidelines you can give us? I know everyone's situation is different. Yeah, that's the big question mark. It, every family situation is different, but it really comes down to cash flow management. Looking at what the family's income needs are,、uh, both from earned and unearned income, and also they can really look at income tax planning、uh, so that if they can. Minimize their income taxes, actually reduce their income taxes with the way that they're generating their、uh, their college funding cash flow plan. That can actually have the IRS pay a little bit of their college expense if they can potentially shift income over to their student and have、uh, some certain income taxed at a lower tax bracket. They can carefully. So, asset appreciated asset, so that it doesn't generate、uh, extra ca- capital gains. So there's there's lots of different ways that parents can actually use、uh, the tax code even to reduce their their college expenses and come up with a better cash flow plan. 
they definitely want to be looking at the impact uh, on any financial aid that they would be um, qualifying for if that is an option in, in one of the years. Uh, so also how they are funding their 401k account each year. They, I, I really am a, a big advocate of, of making sure that the college plan doesn't sabotage the retirement plan. So parents should at all costs try to continue to, to save for their retirement in the ways that they were doing it before they uh, come up have to come up with college uh, funding expenses, and also just looking at their overall financial plan, a college plan needs to fit in nicely to a more holistic plan, and making sure that not just retirement planning, but other areas of planning are not negatively impacted. Deborah, we need to take a quick break, but when we come back, we'd love for you to take our fun college savings quiz. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. We're back with college funding expert Deborah Fox, who's going to take our fun college savings quiz. Deborah, are you ready? I am. All right. What's the best college savings advice you ever heard? I would say start early, front load, and make additions automatically each month. Worst college savings advice you ever heard? Put all your assets into a life insurance policy. Fill in the blank. A college savings can buy? Peace of mind. College savings can't buy? College admissions. True. If you won $1 million after tax, what would you do with it? That is a great question. Uh, I would donate 10% to charity and invest the rest to add to my financial independence plan. I love it. Thanks so much for joining us, Deborah. You're welcome. And do you have a personal finance question you'd like us to answer? Email us at podcast at dowjones.com. This has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of The Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices. The Claude 3 model family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.